looking at where we are now, it's just an, an unstoppable momentum with uh, solar and wind being just really cheap. In fact, the International Energy Agency came out recently and said solar is the cheapest form of electricity generation ever. So there you go. And it's not over yet. We've still got uh, many more uh, innovations and, and cost reduction cycles to go, but the momentum is unstoppable. And it's just uh, incredibly exciting to be in this industry. Hi, I'm Kaya Taylor, and this is Rewired, a show exploring the future of energy in Australia from Arena, the Australian Renewable Energy Agency. This season, we're exploring the transformation of the energy industry and highlighting the people that are making this transition possible. In this episode, we want to explore the bigger picture of renewables in Australia and where the investment is likely to go over the coming years. Darren Miller is the CEO of Arena and has been in the energy industry now for a decade. Throughout his time in the industry, Darren has seen significant change in the economics of renewables, which has and will continue to fundamentally change the conversation about renewable energy moving forward. I think the cost reductions have really surprised me and that's sort of the driving force I think behind where the industry is going is just the growing realisation that this is not uh, just a climate mitigation issue, this is an economic opportunity. Uh, and I think that surprised me, but, but frankly has surprised everybody. Nobody predicted that solar would be as cheap as it is today and that batteries would scale up as quickly and, and come down that cost curve as well. So Darren, since season three of Rewired, Arena received new funding from the federal government and along with that, an expanded funding mandate. Can you talk us through what this means for renewable energy innovation in Australia? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when Arena was set up in 2012, we were given a 10-year funding life and that's coming to an end uh, next year. So we were keenly awaiting the government's sort of direction to see whether they wanted to keep Arena going. And I think that we've proven over that, uh, you know, what's now nine-year timeframe that we're an integral part of the transition to renewables in particular. That was our mandate is renewable energy and, and the technologies that go into producing renewable energy. But with our new funding package, which we got last year, about $1.6 billion for the next 10 years, the government was very keen to uh, take a technology focus to the challenge, and uh, rightly so. I mean, technology is the way to solve uh, the challenge of emissions, ultimately. Uh, But it's broader than just renewables for the future. So renewables will essentially address the electricity system and turn that into a very low emissions or, or ultimately zero emissions system. But electricity in Australia is only about a third of the emissions uh, that that we have. And so the other two thirds is coming from other sectors of the economy like transport, industry, uh, agriculture uh, and the like. And so it's really important that uh, we address those as well. If we're going to head to net zero over the decades ahead, we need to solve the emissions from across the economy. And so having a, a broader mandate beyond just renewable electricity or renewable energy into other low emissions technologies and into energy efficiency is where the government has taken ARENA. And we've recently uh, had those additional uh, functions added to ARENA's uh, abilities, if you like, to to address uh, a broader set of clean energy technologies. One of the new areas of interest for ARENA is the metal supply chain. While often we think of emissions in the context of energy production, a significant portion of our emissions come from the creation of metals like aluminium and steel. If we want to reduce emissions as a country, we need to start thinking about how to change some of these processes that are traditionally enabled by fossil fuels. 
you know, there's substantial emissions outside of just electricity and heavy industry is a key source of emissions. Uh, you know, you can account for it somewhere around uh, 10 to 20%, call it 15% of Australia's emissions come from these heavy industrial processes. And ARENA, uh, we've had a priority of ours for, for at least the last couple of years around supporting industry to reduce emissions. And I think with the low emissions tech statement identifying steel and aluminium particularly uh, as important uh, heavy industrial processes to look at, we're sharpening our focus around those two uh, metals, if you like, so aluminium and steel. But the approach that we're taking, and, and certainly the way we've studied the problem, is looking at what we call the value chain. So it's not just about the finished product or the uh, the manufacturing facility that makes aluminium or makes steel. It's about looking all the way through to the mines, all the way through to the refining processes that that take over from that raw material and process that material. And really analyzing where are the emissions coming from? What are we able to do uh, through technology innovation? What's Australia's role? And so we've really unpacked that over the last uh, few months at Arena. And um, we think um, there's huge impact to be had uh, in steel and aluminium, and particularly in the in that middle process, what we would generally call refining. So it's taking the raw ore, bauxite in the case of aluminium or iron ore in the case of steel and upgrading that into a product that's ready to be manufactured into the end product. So the alumina processing step in aluminium is that middle process, the refining step. Uh, it's heavily energy intensive. It uh, exclusively uses fossil fuels today. It's high emitting and Australia is a significant player with about 15% of the world's alumina refining being done in Australia. Uh, we, we need to solve that. You know, we, we just have to find a solution for those emissions. And if we can do that, then that could apply globally. So the other 85% of alumina refining that's not done in Australia can also pick up that solution if we can discover that and, and prove the, the, the technical uh, capabilities of that process in Australia. And a similar story for iron ore. Uh, I mean, Australia produces 40% of the world's iron ore, which is the key raw material that goes into a steel mill. Uh, we're a very small steel producer in global terms, only 0.3% of the world's steel. But if we're, you know, if the world is going to take emissions out of that process, Australia has a huge opportunity. And if we don't take the opportunity, there's a big risk about what happens to our raw material, the iron ore that we're producing. Uh, how is that being dealt with in a low emissions uh, uh, global economy? So, Darren... Talking about the opportunity for Australia to pioneer this approach to processing. Now, is this an opportunity for Australia to potentially bring uh, more processing back within country? I think it is, Kaya. And it's not, you shouldn't be thinking about it as a desire necessarily, but actually, I think it's going to be a necessity. If we're going to do this upgrading of our ores with renewable energy, it's very difficult to transport renewable energy today. I mean, it's easy to transport coal, for example. It's in solid form. You stick it on a ship and you send it to, to China or Japan or South Korea where our coal goes. But actually, bottling renewable energy and sending that overseas is much harder. And so you have to really unpack what do we need to do? What are the things in the world that we need to do with energy? And to the extent that you uh, can do that locally, where you produce the renewable energy, that's probably what's going to be most economic. So I think by necessity, 
we'll be looking at ways to use our renewable energy in Australia on site, if you like, to upgrade and, and do this heavy processing uh, locally. Now, obviously, if we can figure out a way to ship hydrogen to Japan and South Korea in particular, we will do that, but it's technically very challenging and costly to do that. And so I think we'll be looking at, at the sort of lowest hanging fruit or the best pathways, if you like, to be using our vast renewable energy resources uh, for doing more things in Australia than we have done in the past. I think it's a, a an opportunity and, and B, as I said, probably a necessity. And with that, of course, we can't talk about that without without mentioning job creation. So do you think that will be an angle that will be pushed into once we can really show that, uh, you know, that we're able to pioneer this process of, of processing onshore? Yeah, I think it's going to require a, a lot of jobs uh, and it will create jobs. And um, uh, it's a long-term transition. So this is going to take us, you know, 20 or 30 years to, to do this. And so I think at least for that period of time, we're going to need lots of skilled people uh, in in various capacities, whether that's you know plumbers or electricians, trades and the like, whether that's financial skills, you know banking, all of that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a whole chain of jobs, all the way from the mines, all the way to the banks in Sydney and Melbourne uh, that that finance these things, which is going to uh, create that opportunity. And just to step back for a second, when we're talking about um, the process of processing, which funny to say uh, in that frame, but the process of processing, we are talking about using renewable energy. So as an example, uh, solar or perhaps if there were wind farms nearby, it's the process of using renewable energy to power the process of processing. Is that correct? Yeah. So upgrading uh, raw materials into finished products is energy intensive by definition. And uh Today, you would say a lot of what we do is sending raw materials overseas where the actual mineral, like say iron ore that's going to be turned into steel, is combined with coal, you know, uh, uh, coking coal, again, which Australia sends overseas. And those two things are combined to create a high energy intensive process to create the end product. So if you're switching to renewables, that's coming from uh, solar and wind in Australia's case. And hydro to, to a smaller extent and, and hydro is a, to a larger extent overseas in the likes of Canada and uh, uh, Sweden and, 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 and such other places that have better hydro resources. But for Australia, it's going to be uh, sun and wind, solar and wind, and we'll be using that either directly using the electricity directly to upgrade these uh, uh, raw materials into higher grade uh, metals or creating hydrogen with solar and wind and then using the hydrogen, which can be uh, a replacement for natural gas, which is used to create high temperature heat uh, in, in many of these processes. Or in the case of steel, it's actually an, a, a reduction agent in, in that it uh, uh, has a chemical property that is required to strip the oxygen out of out of iron ore. So hydrogen is sort of that uh, magical missing ingredient, if you like, where electricity uh, is not suitable. Because one of the the key issues has been heat. Is that right? The absence of being able to really create that from an electricity standpoint? Heat above 1,000 degrees is often required for some of these processes. And I think there are electrical solutions for high temperature processes. So we can actually use electricity directly in processes that require heat. But the other way to do it is to have a, a fuel that you can combust effectively. And we use natural gas today. And Natural gas is mostly uh, methane, which is a fossil fuel, and that creates carbon dioxide when combusted. But we can use hydrogen instead of natural gas. And when you combust hydrogen, you can get those high temperatures, and your only end product is energy and water vapor because hydrogen recombines into 
into water when combusted. So it's, it's zero emissions when you produce that hydrogen renewably. In early May 2021, ARENA announced over $100 million in funding for three key hydrogen projects. But as Darren says, it's the industrial sector where Australia could see significant opportunities in emission reduction, especially considering our ability to generate renewable energy. Hydrogen created from renewable energy has a big role to play in the decarbonisation of this sector. And yet, to achieve this, we need to think about the entire metal supply chain if we want to identify the best way to reduce our emissions. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, if you want zero emissions steel or 100% green steel, you have to solve emissions at every part of that supply chain. You can't have mines that run on diesel, but then everything else you know, in the refining and, and, and ultimately in the factory that makes the steel, it's not 100% green. So we need to... Uh, collectively, not just we as ARENA, but collectively the world needs to solve all parts of that. At ARENA, you know, we're looking for the most impact for the least money as soon as possible. And so what we've identified is a particularly heavy emitting, heavy uh, energy intensive process in the middle of that value chain, which is around the upgrading of the ore into a product called direct reduced iron, which is effectively pure iron ready for processing that's the real energy intensive process and similar story in aluminium you know you've obviously got the mine which mines the raw material which is called bauxite and at the end of that you've got uh, smelters which turn you know alumina into aluminium what we're particularly interested in arena and where we can make the most gains and have the most impact is on that middle processing part where you upgrade that raw material bauxite into alumina and that's heavily energy intensive and it's a high emitting step in the process i mean it's responsible for 14 million tons of emissions in australia every year and so it's a crucial part that that arena thinks we can make early uh, wins in uh, with technology innovation and provide real value to the australian taxpayer for what we're investing in Around 70% of emissions created in alumina production are a byproduct of burning natural gas to generate the high-pressure steam needed to turn bauxite into alumina. For this reason, ARENA recently announced $11.3 million of support to help Alcoa explore the creation of low-emissions alumina. Alcoa is trialling a technology called mechanical vapour recompression. This would recycle the steam used in alumina production and improve the efficiency of the whole process, cutting down on the need to use more fossil fuels. So it's essentially both heating up the water to create the steam and then using electricity to compress that and then ultimately recycling the waste heat, the waste steam, back into the process. So it's a really clever process redesign. It's, a, it's an energy efficiency play. You know, sort of instead of venting steam into the atmosphere, there's obviously embodied energy in steam. If you can just recycle that, recirculate that, recompress it and generate the steam in the first place with renewable energy, you've basically taken uh, natural gas out of the equation and made your process more efficient. So it sounds all too good to be true and it probably is, uh, not probably is too good to be true, but it hasn't been proven yet in Australia. And so somebody needs to take that first step and put it into a facility, uh, show it working, uh, and that's what we're doing with with Alcoa, who have taken the risk with Arena in doing something that's first of a kind in Australia. And uh, we we uh, we're really excited to be joining them on this uh, on this journey of proving this up. 
A second ARENA-supported project with Rio Tinto is scoping whether renewable hydrogen can replace natural gas in its alumina refining operations. If these projects are successful, what broader impacts will this have for the industry? Firstly, in the alumina industry itself, you know, all alumina refineries will need to find a way to uh, reduce their emissions over time and mechanical vapour recompression of this process is probably the way to do it. Uh, so we'll prove that in Australia. You know, this is just a very small trial in one of the refineries. If it works, I'm sure that they would be interested in rolling that out over time within that refinery and the other five refineries in Australia will be keenly interested in that part as well. But actually, you know, the, the more generic uh, issue is that mechanical vapor recompression can be used and in fact is used in a variety of other processes. So not just in alumina, it's used in refining other products. And so proving that you can use electricity in a new way is important. And then we know that we can turn that electricity into renewable electricity with solar and wind. So, you know, fortunately you can sort of break down the steps into this particular thing in this refinery for alumina, but it can be much broader than that over time. If the industry in general gets comfortable with um, changing their processes and, and adding uh, electricity, more electrification into their processes, and then having that electricity come from renewables, which is where we've been operating at Arena for the last uh, nine years in, in that renewable space. So it's, it's a bit new for Arena, it's new for the industry, but I think everyone's feeling pretty confident that the trial will work out and that uh, that will show the show the pathway for for this industry and, and other adjacent industries as well. So Darren, if we step back from the new mandate and the exciting work that's underway to decarbonize heavy industry, tell me what else is exciting you in renewable energy innovation right now? Yeah, I think the challenge and opportunities in the electricity system are still very exciting. We are making great strides with just the sheer penetration of uh, solar and wind and it's, it's a little bit stop-start. The grid is getting full in some sense in that uh, it's hard to connect um, large-scale solar and wind. Distributed energy is going gangbusters uh, as it has done for many years now. So there's just real challenges in getting uh, rooftop solar connected properly and orchestrated properly and batteries and the like. I think the, the really exciting thing is what EVs are going to do. And uh, I think EVs are a great opportunity to have a, a really effective way to integrate a new source of demand into the grid. And if you can control that and, and have them charge at the right time, I think it can provide a real cost advantage, not just to EV owners who will obviously benefit from uh, lower running costs, but also to the electricity system, um, which can just be run more efficiently. So I think the, the penetration of EVs in the decade ahead is really exciting. And I think the ability to do smart things with appliances at home is also really exciting. So we've got a fantastic project in South Australia with um, uh, the South Australian Power Network that runs the distribution system and REAM, the uh, hot water people, who are looking at having hot water heaters turn on when there's available solar in the middle of the day. Traditionally, these things have been run at night to provide a source of demand for coal plants, but South Australia has no coal our generators anymore and it makes sense to run them when the sun is shining. So getting smarter with our appliances, whether that's uh, hot water heating or air conditioners or the way we charge our EVs or even pool pumps, that's an incredibly interesting and exciting part of the energy system that Arena's been supporting as well. Thanks to Darren Miller for joining us for this episode. Rewired is brought to you by ARENA, the Australian Renewable Energy Agency. 
working to support Australia's energy transition. This episode was hosted by me, Kaya Taylor, with production and scripting from the team at Lawson Media. If you've enjoyed the conversation, consider leaving a review for Rewired in Apple Podcasts. Or better yet, why not share it with a friend? For more information on where Arena invests, read Arena's new investment plan at arena.gov.au. I'll speak to you again soon.